you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? No. I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the midi-chlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side, he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. He could actually save people from death. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. What happened to him? He became so powerful. The only thing he was afraid of was losing his power, which eventually, of course, he did. Unfortunately, he taught his apprentice everything he knew. Then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. Ironic. He could save others from death, but not himself. Is it possible to learn this power? Not from a Jedi. This is Expanded Universe, uh, your home for all things Star Wars Legends. And as you can hear, today we are joined by Autumn Greer. Hello, Autumn. Hi, I am delighted to be here. I'm delighted to have you. How are you doing today? Fantastic. So the birds are singing, the sun is shining, and um, we're going <laughs> we're gonna to talk about my best friend, Darth Plagueis. Yeah, Darth Plagueis. That's, that's the book that we're covering this month, Darth Plagueis by James Luceno, uh, published on January 10th of 2012. Um Kind of an interesting thing is that, like, that book was supposed to come out in 2008, and for some reason just didn't. Like, they, they were just like, oh, this isn't going to work here. Like, let's just not do it. So they, they put, then they published it in 2012, like, where, like, who cared about Darth Plagueis in 2012? <laughs> I, I have this thing, too, where I feel really badly for probably very rich people. Like, that whole thing with Expanded Universe and it becoming canon or not canon. I'm really worried about James Luceno. Like, I hope I hope he's okay. Like, I worry about him. And, like, <laughs> he probably just cashed his fat check and he's doing just fine. But when you just said that, I'm like, oh, Andy had to wait for the book? Oh, poor James. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had to... He, 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 he got those fat Star Wars books. <laughs> Which I'm, I actually don't know how much people made for these books, but it's probably a decent amount. Like, Star Wars is a big thing. Yeah, well, I mean, he probably would have hoped that it would have come out like so he could get his final like publishing check in 2008 instead of 2012. You know, he, he, he probably has a mortgage. 
Yeah, I mean, but then I guess I, I guess it's fine because like he gets his he gets his royalty checks from when you bought the book in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm I'm so excited to talk about this. Before, um, j- just as a little bit on my background, uh, until last year, I hadn't seen any of the Star Wars movies. I, I guess I was just an only child, and my parents never thought like, you know, what we should do is we should um make sure she's got like a cultural touchstone reference um they they just blew right through that and got me my my little ponies you know yeah but um which i mean works out because you're a ho- you're a horse lady yeah so so prior to last you're in horses exactly um, so i mean hey no complaints there but um prior to <laughs> last year when i watched all the movies with um jeremy greer uh, my star Wars... nobody knows who that is yeah some dude some rando what a nerd. <laughs> my, all of my Star Wars knowledge was limited to a single Muppet Babies episode that was based on Star Wars. <laughs> and then what I could kind of back calculate from that Mel Brooks film Spaceballs. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. And so that's actually how we watched. I, I couldn't believe that Jeremy hadn't seen Spaceballs and he couldn't believe that I hadn't seen Star Wars. So we, we made this, you know, like Blood Oath Pact. And um, now I've seen all the Star Wars movies and he still hasn't watched Spaceballs, which is heartbreaking. The, these are some explosive revelations coming out on him. <laughs> Jeremy hasn't seen Spaceballs? Oh, he he hasn't. And I mean, like, he, he has a whole grift that he's running as well. Like, he'll suggest at, like, 9 a.m. when I'm about to go to the gym, like, well, do you want to watch Spaceballs now? And I'm like, no, it's 9 a.m. He's like, well, I mean, I offered and you turned it down. So, so yeah. So, I have, I actually have, like, a, a, a similar story. Uh, this isn't Star Wars related, but... um. One of my friends really wants me to watch uh, the X-Men Days of Future Past movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to break Jeremy's heart, but I really don't like First Class at all. <laughs> like, I think that's a really bad movie. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, like, after I saw First Class, I was like, well, I guess I'm pretty much done with these X-Men movies. So I never saw Days of Future Past. Uh, one of my friends really, really, really wants me to see it. And I just, like, have been, like, kind of stringing him along for a really long time. <laughs> Oh no! Well, it's like, oh I, yeah, I we'll totally go watch that sometime, today. man. Yeah. And then, like every time that it comes up, I'm like, uh. doing my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I feel like I should disclose something as well before we really get into the the meat and potatoes of the book. Um, you might not have known this about me when you let me sign up to to be on this podcast, but I do not believe that I was in fact born with any midichlorians. I. Just... All right, this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> Shut it down. Yep, <clears throat> I'm. I'm actually. I'm just canceling the entire podcast. We're ne- we're never going to do another episode. <laughs> how dare you come onto this show? First off, how dare I? <laughs> first, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> oh wait, but yeah. Wait. So Darth Plagueis. Mm-hmm. Why don't we? Why don't we get into talking about this book? Absolutely. Um, they really start you off right in this book with a uh, with a murder. Um, like it, it really yeah, just I sets the whole tone. I love the way this book starts. But um, um like because and again, this is me being a little bit of a casual fan of Star Wars and playing a little <laughs> catch up this year. But I started reading the book and I was like, "Hey, Jeremy, does Darth Sidious is that a guy? Do you know that name?" And <laughs> and I did the same thing later in the book. I'm like, Palpatine. That sounds really familiar. I feel like I should know that name, yeah, but that, where? That, that's got to be important. And of course, I went to the the Wikipedia, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm a dumbass. Okay, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm back on. I got it. I'm good. Yeah, he's he's the emperor. It's fine. I, they they I don't they barely say his name in the original trilogy. Yeah, 
But I am I'm very deep now speaking of into my my have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis memes. I am <laughs> all full yeah, um, up there. Yeah, pe- pe- people who are listening to this episode after the fact, uh, after we're recording it, will be excited that I included the audio from that scene at the opening of this episode. Oh, fantastic. I'm kind of dazzled, too, oh, yeah. even though I didn't hear it. <laughs> I, I went out of my way yesterday to like find a good quality audio of it and rip it. You know, that's what this podcast has that other ones lack is heart. It's true. Yeah. We, we really care about Star Wars a lot on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it, and that's why we're going to spend a lot of time making fun of it. Exactly. That you can only really make fun of stuff well if you love it. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with you. And uh, that, that's why I do have so many mixed feelings about my my new friend slash frenemy, um, Darth Plagueis. Because man, that dude does not like humans. <laughs> like, he, yeah, he really hates humans. Any ch- um, any which, chance he has, which to- is fun because Palpatine really hates non humans. Which is why it's so funny that they like really turn into the odd couple, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like this uh, this opening scene um, that we get is uh, basically like it's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Palpatine has coerced Plagueis to fall asleep and then killed him in his sleep. Mm-hmm. Good. And it is super cool. Like, and they they give this. They get, there's this really cool description about how like Palpatine can like feel like the the dark side of the Force like swirling around him like this storm and he's like never felt more powerful in the force that probably is the best best day in a young sith life right like you just yeah, you would think so you just killed your master you're you're going to disneyland like space disneyland um <laughs> you, you know like what are you gonna do next well like crush some skulls yeah polish my lightsaber and he talks about he talks about how like he's like the the only sith lord or whatever and um I can't remember if they they bring this up at the very beginning of the book, but they talk about like the uh, the the grand imperative or the Sith Sith plan or whatever, um, where like there's this like there's this plan going all the way back to like Darth Bane about how the Sith are going to take over the galaxy. I'm looking at my little and, my little uh, flowchart right here because I made a full list of all of the <laughs> Sith lords in order, and so I'm like, okay, Bane, that's right before Tenebris, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was like it, it it's they do they do like get into like a list of like it, it, it's like in in Genesis where it's like and then Abraham begat uh <laughs> jo- Jonathan who begat Johan who begat whoever, right? <laughs> it's like they 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 just give this like genealogy of Sith lords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um so it, it's it starts up with that and then I love that you go right from like a like a I guess foreshadowing future cut to way far in the back. Like yeah. they, they go back to where um, my, my new BFF um, Darth Plagueis is killing his master um Tenebris. Yeah. Which is a really cool, like uh, just like a mirror where you see, you see Plagueis's downfall and then you immediately see like how he rose to power. You can always tell whether somebody's an asshole in pretty much any property I've found by how mean or nice they are to robots and androids. Like Tony Stark kind, <laughs> kind of a jerk. He's always mean to robots and Darth Tenebris is really mean to droids. Yeah, and it's it's really funny that you that you bring this up because of in the uh the episode that we did about Kenobi um, there's that moment where Obi-Wan, like, is pleased that Annalene is, like, nice to a droid. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like basic, um, I mean, I hate to say basic human decency, but since we're talking about a, about a moon <laughs> basic and Basic Bith uh, decency? A Bith, yeah, basic Bith decency. 
Uh, Autumn, did you look up what a myth looks like? Oh, Do you know what they look oh, like? Oh, I've been deep on Tumblr looking up um, everybody. Like I, I've got, okay, good. Uh, I mean, I'm probably going to sound like a big nerd here, but I, like I've got all these pictures of Darth Plagueis um, saved. He's not a handsome fellow. He's not. He's really not. No, nope. kind of ugly. Like it's a good thing he's married to the Force because nobody wants to marry Darth Plagueis. <laughs> you know, like it just seems like one of those preemptive things. Like, and, I mean, and again, luckily in his um, alternate role, his like secret identity, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's he's a rich guy that's an heir to a fortune, and still nobody wants to date him. Yeah, which I mean, in, in his defense, it kind of doesn't seem like he wants to date anybody either. No, no, but I mean, you know, he he sure he sure does like having close relationships with young boys. Yeah, he yeah. Um, this is this is definitely jumping ahead, but like, it was really funny to me, like like how like infatuated he gets with Palpatine almost immediately when he meets him. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know if you because <laughs> like he he meets Palpatine, he has, has like that first conversation with Palpatine, and then like you get to the next chapter, and it's like he can't get his mind off of Naboo and Palpatine. Oh, it is very to catch a predator, Naboo. <laughs> I mean, like, and we can get to that later. But I mean, he even says in the book, he's like, "Oh, I'm grooming him," and I'm like, "You're not supposed to say that to catch a predator." <laughs> like, this does not sound very appropriate. Yeah. But um, I don't know, like, because you see Tenebris, uh, he's such a dick that you really do start to feel like Darth Plagueis is your friend. Yeah, it's like, you're, you're. I mean, even though, like, both of them are obviously bad guys, like, you're definitely rooting for Plagueis here because because yeah. Tenebris is just, like, a real real asshole, like, the whole time. <laughs> it reminds me of the Venture Brothers um, with Helper, um, where they say, um, you know, he often speaks of the coming war between um, the Brotherhood of Robots and Man or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just maybe we should be nice to these droids. I mean, they've, they've got a lot of appendages. I mean, they're they're terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so yeah. So they're they're like they're in like this like mining facility, and they're like, I I don't do they even say like why they're actually there? I think that they found some cortosis, which is something yes, that that's what that it is. Jedi You're don't right. like. Yeah, because it's like uh, it's it's like metal that is resistant to lightsabers. Okay, gotcha. I wasn't sure if it was um, like all those different kinds of kryptonite, um, you know, like the blue kryptonite or the the red kryptonite. Like this happens to be the <laughs> the cortosis kryptonite. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess it sort of is. I mean, you you make you make a shield or whatever out of cortosis, and you can block a lightsaber. That's kind of like that's kind of like kryptonite for a Jedi, right? Yeah, I guess that that would be that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um But yeah, so they're 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 trying to find some cortosis and then uh you come to find out that like there was some there was some sabotage uh and a droid is like mining near an explosive gas and it like can't be overridden. Yeah. Um so <clears throat> they they just decide to, to to beat feet and are unable to actually escape. Uh so they're like th- there's this whole like big scene where they're like using the force to, like try to try, try to kind of hold the cave together. Right. And uh, Plagueis has this really cool moment where he like realizes like, oh, I could just like kill Tenebris here. And I mean, it's got to be like when like watching it because you can't help but think about all of this stuff in like a cinematography kind of way. Like it, it's got to be mm-hmm. like watching a, one of those nature films where um, like an anaconda and a crocodile fight each other. <laughs> you know, like like you kind of don't know who to root for. But um, I, I don't know. Obviously Plagueis. But um, yeah. <laughs> you know. 
I, I mean, he, he is the protagonist, for better or worse. I do like the way that they drill down, and they love to talk about the, I guess, anatomy and everything. But I, there was a line where they were talking about how Tenebris's single lung was pierced. And I'm like, ooh, that was not good evolution on your home planet, bud. Single yeah, lung, right? huh? <laughs> like, um, Plagueis has three hearts, and you've just got one big lung. yeah i I really love how the three hearts thing comes up too oh yeah but um (laughs) and then what i thought was kind of funny is like neighbors is proud he's like oh bro you did a great job killing me yeah oh you got me like it's just like okay yep like april fools you got me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that's kind of like it's almost a little bit like you know like every sith expects to be betrayed right Because every Sith rises to power by betraying their master. And so they're like, well, at some point I'm going to be betrayed. You know, this is one thing that, and again, we could talk about it later when um, they're getting into the rule of two. But this whole thing seems like a bad idea with the rule of two. It's- yeah, why don't we just talk about the rule of two now? I mean, like, it, it kind of fits in anywhere, right? Yeah. I, I, I get it. In, in, in my limited understanding, you know, there can only be two Sith at one time because they need to be in secrecy. Um, mm-hmm. although that sure doesn't stop Darth Plagueis from putting Sith symbols all over his house and clothes and everything <laughs> like that. I, it reminds me of, you know how everyone thinks that those Jay-Z and Beyonce videos have Illuminati symbols all throughout them? Like, yes. The, it's, I can't decide if, um, like for the Sith Lords, if it's like writing anarchy symbols all over your notebook in school, or if it is like, um, that deeper, you know, Beyonce Illuminati cut. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I, I think I think both of those ideas have a lot of merit, um, <laughs> because I think that uh, he he definitely probably did growing up write a bunch of Sith symbols all over his notebooks, <laughs> and then he grew up and became a Sith Sith Lord, and then actually started having the Illuminati symbols all over his house. It's not a rags to riches because he was already rich, but like a riches to Sithes kind of kind of um, like, <laughs> like, like like just a really inspiring story where a young rich boy that basically owned a planet could could follow his dreams and be- yeah become a Sith Lord. <laughs> but um, but yeah. I, so I, the rule two is really stupid. So, well, I'm glad I'm glad we agree on that. So is this is this something? Because um, you know, I've I've seen the movies and I've obviously read this book. Well, I say obviously. Man, you're going to be surprised when uh when you find out that I only read the first chapter, huh? <laughs> <laughs> After that, when I get all vague and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was absolutely. A, that was a good part. I really liked that. I hope not because that's my that's my role in this <laughs> podcast. But um, d- with the rule of two, I mean, is that something like, did there used to be a ton of Sith Lords um, and then in some big epic battle with the Jedi, most of them were wiped out, so they were driven into secrecy? Like, is there any need for the rule of two for survival? Uh, y- you you actually just straight up nailed it on the head. That is exactly what happened. Okay. <laughs> is that there was a... Uh... It was. It was. There's there this. There's this big war, uh, and Darth Bane was like the only survivor of the war. Like it was just him. Okay. Uh, and then I'm. I'm just gonna read this from Wikipedia because I looked this up as we started talking about it. Okay. Uh, recognizing that it was Sith greed and infighting that led to their destruction, Bane created the Rule of Two so the Sith could operate in secret, using subterfuge, subterfuge to plot their revenge against the Jedi. Excellent. And then, um, also in this article, which I can't. Is this? Is this in the book or not? Like, I can't remember if this is the book where it reveals what Palpatine's first name is. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> um, I just <laughs> I just saw it. It makes me laugh every time I see that his name is Sheev. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a good name. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Well, that 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 makes a little bit more sense than I guess. Um, yeah. And I know that it's, there was a big. It's like, still pretty dumb. Yeah, like a but... big knowledge base because that's the thing is you know. People die in car wrecks. Like, it's what they always say, at, like, um, in your workplace, where you need to have a hit-by-a-bus plan, you know, so that somebody can pick up where you left off. I mean, the, the Sith Lords are, are living a kind of dangerous gangster lifestyle. Um, I mean, when they're not just embedding themselves in politics and drinking wine. <laughs> but it, it just seems like a, a bad thing. Like, you know, maybe somebody like Darth Bane slips in the bathtub, um, and now he's got a half-trained apprentice, and then the, the Sith... Um, the Sith way is, has to be completely abandoned, you know? Yeah, I was saying, and then it just kind of all dies out at that point, right? Yeah. that That is one thing, though, that kind of confused me and surprised me about this, is the the Force really does seem to be helping the, the Sith out in this book. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, there's that whole... There's, there's a lot of really stupid theories um, about the Force, mm-hmm. and there's definitely some stuff that comes up in this book. But, like, definitely, like, the dark side of the Force, like, has its own agenda, right? Like, yeah. it's supposed to be... Like kind of, kind of sowing discord and destruction or whatever. And they do kind of start this book off with showing you that the Jedi aren't um, aren't particularly nice. Like, um, oh, yeah. oh, they get all the Adagan crystals. Oh, they get all the Force sensitive younglings of all species. I mean, the the Jedi are kind of high handed jerks, huh? Yeah, and they definitely like that comes up a lot throughout this book. Yeah. Like where like it's 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 more or less just like the Jedi are, are like really like they're like pious and like stuck to like their traditions and stuff in a way that like um, is really kind of negative to the the uh, advancement of their principles. Yeah. And like that, that comes up like multiple times throughout the book, and I really like it. Yeah, yeah, no, because it, it does a good job of saying uh, I, I don't know because you you don't get any warm and fuzzies from any Jedi, and the only Jedi who's really in here with any length is Count Dooku, who um, mm-hmm. is not a great Jedi. Yeah, uh, spoilers uh, becomes becomes a Sith. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we we're here. Uh, Darth Plagueis has killed his master. And then he mm-hmm. goes on this like cool kid jaunt, like okay, I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go maybe murder. A- I-, I like it when he thinks about should I go murder this family in their home and eat them, or should I just eat some bats? <laughs> like it's, it's, I love, I love the description of him running like with his with his cloak flapping in the breeze. Exactly, and he's just like running past some little huts with some locals, and he's like, "Should I? God, I don't know. It seems like that'd be a lot of work to murder somebody when I can just eat dead fish and bats." Okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna go for it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and um, he sneaks his way onto um, this ship. Which the name of it cracks me up because it's the Wobegon and all- yeah the the Wobegon the Lake Wobegon Minnesota that's all that I could think of as the Prairie yep, Home Companion same. like where <laughs> where where all the pilots are extra strong type of um <laughs> extra strong and extra extra good looking but um yeah it it it's cool um when they're flying out uh, this is where we get our first um, thing where he's really bagging on humans. Because he was t- mm-hmm. talking about the planet, and he's, I have the quote right here, um, the planet's rugged beauty was of a sort that appealed to the hedonistic side of human nature, um, and would one day draw the wealthiest of that species to bask in the warm light of its primary sun. Like, you know what? I like going to the beach, okay? 
right? Like, like it's kind of nice. It, it's nice. <laughs> and like a, like a few paragraphs later, we find out that on his home planet, they're having a blood orgy. Like, yep. <laughs> I'm getting judged for liking to go to the beach, and he's having a blood orgy. Like, well, I mean, listen, like he's 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 a moon. He's not a human. As I don't even know if we said what race he was. Yeah. So, like, I mean, they have different priorities. <laughs> I'm not here to judge. Yeah, just, even though he is. Just because I don't have three hearts and like the beach, all of a sudden I'm right. lesser. Yep. But I, you know, I have this thing too. Like, you know, on the office, that character Pam, when she talks about how it hurts her to think that somebody doesn't like her, like that, mm-hmm. like Al Qaeda doesn't like her, and if they just got to know her, I feel like if Darth Plagueis <laughs> got to know me, he might like me. You know, <laughs> you'd you'd be the one human that he would like. He would like. Well, I I don't know if we'd be friends. Like, if we could exchange like the the halves of the best friends necklace, but I could at least be yeah. some kind of lackey. You know, just like yeah, you, you follow him around. You would maybe like buy each other Christmas presents. Yeah, or like um, I could laugh at his joke. Um, or like I, I could do a whole like um, Rodney Dangerfield bit like oh apprentices am I right oi like like uh, <laughs> I I just feel like if he got to know me he'd be like you know what she, she's a pretty she's pretty okay for a human yeah um actually I, I just remembered something that we didn't really like bring up uh, with the the whole t- tenebrous mm-hmm. uh, thing is that this is our first like th- th- it was like our first uh, scene where. Uh, we see uh, Plagueis' kind of fascination with midichlorians. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, that and is... he's like he's like watching Tenebris die and like trying to like see if he could... Basically, he's trying to keep him alive while he's dying. I am glad that you mentioned that because that is extremely important. Yeah. Yeah. And comes up multiple times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like constantly. <laughs> I was so excited about the the moon frat party um back on his home planet that I just jumped right ahead, you know, with everyone eating yeah, each other. <laughs> like they were like even the the um vegetarian um species are still getting into the blood orgy. Yeah. They're pretty into it, right? <laughs> but um I I really like too cuz again as someone that's a little bit more of a casual fan and has only seen the movies once um it mm-hmm. it is so fun in this since this is a kind of a prequel to even the prequels um yeah. for what's been filmed like when you run into a hut or something and they're talking about building a pod race, racing course on Tatooine I'm like huh I feel like I've heard about pod racing on Tatooine before <laughs> where have I heard that like it's it's hmm. it, it's really nice like um as a fan I felt very well serviced I love getting serviced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you're a fan and you like to be serviced. Oh, yeah. I, as a fan, I felt well serviced. Like, oh, I recognize that. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, speaking of the pod racing thing, I liked that there were a couple little, like, a uh, co- co- couple little cute little references. Uh, one that there was a uh, th- there was a point where uh, Plagueis is at a pod race uh, event. And there's a reference to like this this Doug is like the uh the favorite to win the race. Yeah. And, which is clearly Sebulba from episode one. Uh-huh. Um and then they also talk about how um no humans can really do it. And it's like, oh well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I li- I like that that Maybe sort of thing. One. Like it, it's it's nice that um uh, James does these little like callbacks and like I mean it, it, it you don't need I think that this could actually kind of stand alone without knowing anything that happens later so it's mm-hmm. nice that they they put those moments in there but they don't really ham on them or anything. Yeah, they, they they this this is uh this is a thing where I was I was actually thinking about this while I was reading the book. Mm-hmm. Um and we can compare and contrast this to uh Jeremy's episode. Mm-hmm. Um is that that book was put out published in 1991 mm-hmm. and this one was published in 2012. So like 
the authors have gotten better at like their references mm-hmm. by this point. It, it that's one thing too, because uh, I guess with my understanding is that most of the Star Wars in the films is supposed to be uh, kind of a thinly veiled allegory for World War II and the Nazi regime, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this, yeah. this one, the Empire Space Nazis. This one feels a little bit more like modern U.S. politics in some ways. You, you know, like mm-hmm. especially when we get into the political stuff later, like the the graft and the system and everything like that. It really does feel a little bit more like I, I don't know, like um, the Sith are just a horrible character, are like a really extreme caricature of. Um, I guess maybe how liberals view, view conservatives and then vice versa, the Jedi are like uh, a feet ivory tower liberal caricature as well, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, we uh, we can get into this a little bit if you want, um, but you've you've seen the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Palpatine's, Palpatine's rise to power and like his his over, like his control, like supreme control over everything, like that is very clearly commentary on George W. Bush, right? It is interesting to see, to see how um, modern politics does kind of creep in, you know? Yeah. Um, as opposed to Star Wars, where, you know, they just had all those cool Jimmy Carter references, right? The the first movies. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> but um, one thing that I forgot to mention, um, my one of my favorite characters, um, 114D. <laughs> Yeah, one one forty. He's he's a good he's a good droid. He's a really good droid, and I, I, although every time they, especially once they start calling him forty, like four D later, all I can think of is um eleven forty hands, like you know that game that <laughs> oh like, my god that people play because they say is like five, yeah. five appendages. Um, and I could yeah, just, like, could you imagine having eleven forties taped to eleven hands? Yeah, like if you just duct tape a forty to one of his little um droid appendages. I mean, it seems like a cool <laughs> like a cool party droid, but every time they say that. Especially when they start calling him 4D later, I'm like, oh yeah, 1140 hands. Yeah, <laughs> That'd be, that would be a horrible game, and I never want to play that game. You know, I actually looked online because I'm like, you know, I have some limited Photoshop skills. I could probably do this. Mm-hmm. There are almost no pick, or I say almost no. There are no, um, no one has conceptualized um, 1140. Really? No. Um, I saw some other medical droids, um, but they, I don't know, had their own droid names. Again, I, I really liked this book, and I got into the weeds. <laughs> like I'm yeah. like, ooh, a tumbler hole. I'm going to fall in that. <laughs> so I just I just looked up uh, 1140D on uh, Wikipedia, uh-huh. and there are no pictures of of him on it, as, as you said. Yeah. But... There is a hilarious photo of Darth Plagueis. Oh, yeah. Flat face. Yep. Pretty good face. He's not a handsome boy. I'm a, I'll, I'll, I'll include that image in the show notes because <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but when um, he gets to his home planet um, and we get to find out his real name, um, which is, is it Damask or Damask? Damask? <laughs> like, it, that just cracks me up since it's a fabric. Uh, like his, his, you know, his brother Satin, his dad Velvet. Like, yeah, Hego Damask yeah. or Hego Damask yeah. or Damask, <laughs> pretty good name. Yeah. Um. You also th- th- this is this isn't for a little while longer, but you also learn uh, Darth Tenebris's real name, uh, Ruges Gnome, <laughs> which is also pretty hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Star Wars names are really stupid, Autumn. You, you know, like um, I find with the pronunciation stuff that you. As long as you say it really, really fast, 
and like don't think about it, it's really easy to pronounce all the names. <laughs> like you just have to not think because if you think about it, that's where you get like tied up a little bit, you know? Yeah, like is it is it Yinkori or Yinchori? <laughs> <laughs> but if you just whip it out as like quickly as you can, like yeah, like like Darth Maul, like oh he's a Dathomirian Zabrak. But if I tried to like <laughs> pronounce it, I'd be like he's a Dathomir, Dathomirian, you know? Yeah, you know, you, and you totally nailed it the first time. I'm pretty sure those words have actually even been spoken. Yeah, just um, just um say it as fast as you can. Don't think about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Sheev Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, I wasn't expecting to get into a lightsaber duel so fast in the book. I totally did not see a lightsaber duel coming like within the first hundred pages. Yeah, because then we meet uh, we meet Venomous, uh, who is uh, <laughs> who was one of Tenebris' secret apprentices. Like, like you have. As you do. <laughs> Which, um, which um, is 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 nice. That, that's one thing that we see with Darth Plagueis a lot is that he he thinks he's all knowing, but um, he sure has some blind spots. Yeah, he definitely does. Um, I mean, he's definitely like almost a hundred percent the mastermind of like this whole thing. Yeah, but definitely like like let some things slip. Yeah, but I liked all the dialogue when they were having the um, lightsaber fight as well because he was mm-hmm. he was basically like venomous. You're pathetic. Like, you're not good. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. Like, he was really, like, trash-talking him the whole time they were fighting. And then um, snobby old Plagueis was like, ugh, lightsaber duels are so tedious, wasted emotion, needless acrobatics. <laughs> like... I actually, I actually thought that was pretty, like, pretty cool. Like in, like a, uh, I'm just so much better than you that I don't even have to try. Exactly. I just like to sit in my room with my my dead Bith master, watching him bob in some liquid while my droid works <laughs> on his body. Yeah. <laughs> but that's actually what we find out is that, um, by the way, he did save um, his master and is keeping him in some goo. Mm-hmm. And and every time I like because I you start the book feeling badly for Darth Plagueis. Every time I start to feel really bad for him, he goes and does something like this, like keeps a yeah, dead he, body in some goo. He does something really creepy. Yeah, he seduces young boys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Catching that predator. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that is one thing because they kind of talk about the background on it. Um, that the Sith don't get super young children. They like to get older kids that have already yeah. like had some problems. And it is. I mean, that is, like, serious pedophile grooming behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I mean... 100%. Yeah, like, I, I mean, mean, like... Oh, let's, let's, let's not act like the way the Jedi do it is much better, but... Oh, no, it's also terrible, but, I mean, like, they're, <laughs> they're, they're both gross. Yeah. And I think, I think you're kind of supposed to feel that way a little bit. Yeah. Like, that it's, that it's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're supposed to... I, I mean, in this book especially, like, really, like really bangs on the whole like hey the jedi aren't as like as like high morality as you think they are yeah exactly like it's um it's a eternal battle between good and evil but it's more just um dark and light they're all they're all jerks yeah and evil will always win because good is dumb and meanwhile people like me with no midichlorians are just touring in like a feudal system on our home planets (laughs) <laughs> you know like i wonder what the government's doing today well time to keep yep, mine, well, mining some crystals yeah exactly oh, <laughs> thanks for vote I, I just live on alderaan i'm having a great day no big deal yeah you, you, you'll be good for a while <laughs> that that that's the metaphor you were talking about earlier right bush did alderaan never forget alderaan <laughs> <laughs> when, 
when you watch this movie, Loose Space Change, it really breaks the Alderaan thing wide open for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so speaking of pop culture references, um, they uh, when um, Darth Plagueis is on his home planet, uh, he goes to this casino, and the name mm-hmm. of the casino is Collider's. Which to me, it just cracks me up. It sounds like it's the moon Fuddruckers or Chili's, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, it totally does. Like, it just seems like it's probably like a galactic restaurant or something, you, you know? Like, yeah. uh, like I'm just over at Space Hooters, like restaurants, having having a cool beer, like you know. Um, but yep. he even says like in there, he's like, "I'm not here on bank business," and all I could think was, "Yep, I'm here for the two for one margaritas." Like <laughs> here at Collider, yeah, because you, you you get the really sleazy like uh, casino manager coming over and like being like super deferential to him, yeah, and the, uh, because he's worried that he's being audited or whatever. Yeah, and uh, like the manager even says like, "Here at Collider's, we rely on the standard methods of making certain the odds are always in our favor," and I'm like, "Just like at Applebee's." That's exactly how they do it at Applebee's. <laughs> Just like in the Hunger Games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, we, we kind of get this like little like whirlwind tour uh, mm-hmm. that Plagueis goes on, where he like goes to a couple different planets, like trying to find uh, like people that Venomous had like kind of scouted and was training a little bit. Yeah. And so first we go to the go to this casino that you were talking about, mm-hmm. and we find out that there's like some uh, what what is a Shido, mm-hmm. uh, who's using the force to uh, to earn money mm-hmm. to to cheat the casino. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing that they don't like in Star Wars, it's cheating at gambling. <laughs> Always frowned upon. I love I love how Plagueis was only mad that he was that he was uh, cheating the casino because he was paying Black Sun with the money. <laughs> It's like, well, you're giving money to my enemies, so you're gonna die now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, huh? <laughs> and um, like he's he's ice cold with that too. Like he's like, yeah, you're you're never gonna gamble again. Yeah, <laughs> like you're, yeah, he he basically tells him like you can you you have one chance. Like after this, like you're gonna die if you do it again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, this is where we get into the. I can't tell if it's romantic or not because they have such a meet cute with um. Uh, Plagueis and Sidious are, um, I guess, um, young. She- what was his name? She y- young, young Sheev Palpatine. <laughs> young Sheev Palpatine. Like they're, um, like I don't know. Did you ever see that movie uh, with Ryan Felipe, um, uh, Cruel Intentions, with Sarah Michelle Gellar, where they're riding yes. in that fancy car? That is all yeah. I can think of. Because like, <laughs> like the the line in here is because um, they're gonna go like driving around in Palpatine's fast car, and um, if I have your word, you won't go too fast. Palpatine smiled wickedly, only fast enough to keep it interesting. How flirty is that? <laughs> it's pretty flirty. Like, um, I mean, it, it's it's kind of charming and romantic a little bit. Like, you know? Yeah. It's it's nice seeing, um, like, you know, a, a, a young moon and, um, <laughs> and a, a young human well, to having a, or I guess a really old human. No. Yeah, oh, a really old moon. <laughs> oh, God, this is just to catch a predator. That's not it's a meat cute at all. A on him. <laughs> you can't have a meat cute for a sexual predator. <sighs> but I mean, they, they go around Naboo, um, like Palpatine's giving him a tour. And then, like, Palpatine's dad does a full don't talk to me or my son ever again. Yeah, straight up, like, like kind of kidnaps uh, Plagueis. Yeah. And takes him to, to their, like, lake house. 
<laughs> yeah, which, um, which which was pretty funny. Which is what, because um, you know they 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 show you that the seeds are there with young young Palpatine. You know, like the, mm-hmm. you know, like he oh he's smart, he's cunning, he, you know, doesn't really care about other people. But it's all like untapped. Like um, I could really mold this into something terrible. Is what yeah you know Darth Plagueis. And I really is like uh, with with like Plagueis's like perception of Palpatine. Like he. He comments on it a few times over the course of uh, uh, of this like early meetings with him. Is that like he can't like sense Palpatine's like force state or whatever? Yeah. Like, and it, it rises to a point where like after after this whole scene, this whole meeting between Plagueis and Palpatine's dad, um, Plagueis tells Palpatine about it, and he like gets angry, and like like there's kind of like an explosion of force energy around him. Mm-hmm. Um. To the point where, like, at that point, Plagueis has the thought that, like, oh, is the Force, like, protect concealing itself mm-hmm. with Palpatine? Like, is it just, like, this so much latent power? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of, you know, that's that's what Palpatine is. He's supposed to be, like, insanely powerful. It, it, it was really fun in here, too, and this is something that you had referenced a little bit earlier when we first started talking about the, the hearts. Um, I love the story that Plagueis tells Palpatine. Yeah. He's, like... um. Uh, with it with his family right like he hired a geneticist mm-hmm. to trick his family into thinking that they had a genetic problem with their hearts and then the treatments that he was giving them were poison <laughs> yeah um and the uh, a little bit of backstory on that is that he uh Plagueis, they they've revealed that they they revealed this a little earlier um Plagueis is not uh the son of the rest of his family's mother yeah uh, he is he is the son of a second wife, a codicil wife, I think they call it in the in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, where basically, like, uh, in order for Plagueis's dad, uh, uh, Cardamask, I believe his name was, um, in order for him to like rise to the head of the the uh, the moon banking uh, uh, industry facility or whatever, yeah, um, he he struck a deal with Rujes Nome uh, to. Basically, give up his force sensitive child to uh, Druja's gnome, aka Tenebris, mm-hmm. uh, to to gain that that power. Mm-hmm. And so he was uh, he, he he was basically like a, a bargain child. And so his uh, the the rest of his family like doesn't doesn't see him as like a legitimate part of the family. Um, so they're trying to like freeze him out of the uh, the inheritance after his father dies. Gotcha. But the the line that he says in there is like, I think it's just perfection. Um, when he and I, if you don't mind, I'll read it. And so in due, yeah. due course, they began to grow ill and die. Each of them, as I watched from afar, gloating, even entertaining myself by feigning sadness at their funerals and indifference at the allocation rituals that transferred portions of their accumulated riches to me. Like he's having a great time, like being like, oh, I'm so <laughs> sad, and like. He totally doesn't even care about the money. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. I'm bored. Whatever. Give me your money. Who cares? Like, what a jerk. This is the Sithiest thing ever. Yeah. And I, I really like, actually, like, right after that, there's a uh, there's a, a line. His amalgam of fact and fiction concluded. Plagueis stood tall and folded his thin, ar- thin arms across his chest. Nice. Like, that's really cool because, like, he's, he's lying about some of this, right? Oh, absolutely. 
and um, you know he's he's just he's just trying to impress Palpatine because he's a pedophile. <laughs> and and he's got this whole like it's all it's all like a grift too. Like um, you know this this is actually really cheesy, but I kept thinking of that um song from a few years ago. Like hey, I just met you and this is crazy, but kill your family and call me maybe. <laughs> you know, kill your family. Because he does it, that. That's his. Um, yeah. That's his big like crossover moment. Yeah, is that then Palpatine kills his family? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's he's manipulated into k- killing his own his own family, and then you don't even get to pick your own Sith name. Like it's like um yeah. like how Humbert Humbert and Lolita was just like I'm gonna call her Lolita even though that's not her name. He's like okay, now you're Darth Sidious. Like you don't get to pick your yeah. own Sith well, name. Well, I mean. Yeah, I mean, like, Vader didn't pick his own set name either, right? Like, It just seems like... like we, we see that happen in the movie. It just seems like you should get to pick your own cool Sith name, you know? Yeah. I mean, they would probably be a little bit cooler if you got to pick your own. Like, you're stuck with Darth. I mean, that that's, like, everybody's named Darth. Like, but if you can mix it up with the last name, like, where did he even come up with Sidious? I mean, I know, it's, <laughs> I know it sounds like Insidious, so, I mean, it is a good yeah. name. I just... You know, if you're going to get seduced by the dark side, like they should let you pick your name. Yeah, you would think so, but and then apparently that's not how it works. And then after this, we go into his training, and um, oh man, like he he's making this kid stand naked out in the snow, like to catch a predator season two. Um, <laughs> like he's practically handing him a Bartles and James like wine cooler, and then he's like, okay, mm-hmm. let's let's learn about the the force. But I mean, like, yep, I br- I brought the condoms. <laughs> I mean, it's it's terrible. So, on that on that cheerful note, but um, it, it is kind of cool because I love a training thing. Like I any any time mm-hmm. like somebody has to go to like a a college or something in any kind of fantasy or science fiction novel, I'm like, oh, I love be- people being apprenticed. I love working through this whole thing, and I even don't mind it being evil. Yeah, it's it's still cool. Absolutely. Like just a, just a really cool training montage. Yeah, like um, they've got all the like they're going to planets and just wiping out natives and fighting droids. Yeah. And I mean, I, I actually wish they had lingered in this a little bit longer. Yeah, um, there's that uh, there's there's that whole like uh, the the chapter scene where um, they're out, they're on that planet like and they like they have they basically like go out and kill these uh what were they the cursids I believe. Yeah, like it's like um, shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, and it was like really cool how like the Cursids like basically like kind of saw them as gods, mm-hmm. and like they would like tell these stories about their about their fights against the against the Sith. Mm-hmm. I just I I really liked that uh really liked that Absolutely. that whole idea. And we we do get all these little snippets of the Sith philosophy too. Like um, we serve. Mm-hmm. I, he's got a line about we serve nature's purpose by culling the herd and the, those type of things. You know. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like in Showgirls. Like I'm not a whore. I'm a dancer. Like, <laughs> like he's real concerned with saying that. Like we definitely have a role in the na- natural order of things. Like yeah. Like these these aren't forced tricks, um, Sidious. These are these are forced illusions. A trick is something a Jedi <laughs> does for money. You know. <laughs> uh, that was that, that was good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Glad that that happened. <laughs> um, yeah, you, uh, when they're talking about like the Sith philosophy, they like they they have that discussion about the uh, uh, like what what the the Force lightning like kind of does to you as a person. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then they have that quote uh, there that I really like. The power of the dark side is an illness no true Sith would wish to be cured of. That is a great line. Like, it's kind of like smoking yeah. cigarettes. Like, it's going to kill you, but you look cool. But you're going to look cool as hell. Is <laughs> <laughs> kind of what it reminds me of, right? Like... Yeah. Like in their robes, they just got like a pack of Marlboro Reds rolled up in the, the sleeve, you know, like um, <laughs> like like a James Dean kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, it's like the, the, the sleeve of their robe rolled up all the way and it's like, it's like so thick because it's like a giant thick robe sleeve. <laughs> yeah. The, I, I like there was a moment too where um, he asked him, he was like, well, if I, if I'm, you know. Uh, Palpatine asks him um, if I'm using the force and everything, will I eventually be physically transformed? And I wrote this line down because um, what Plagueis says, he's like, you mean into some aged, pale skin, raspy voiced, yellow eyed monster such as the one you see before you? And I'm like, <laughs> like, no way, girl, you look good. Like, right. Like, how awkward is that? Like, uh, no, I, di- <laughs> I didn't mean you, you pale skin, raspy voiced, yellow eyed monster. Like, yeah, and that's that's also just like a nice little bit of foreshadowing because that's totally what play Palpatine happens to Palpatine. Oh yeah, I mean, some of my best friends are pale skin, raspy voice, yellow eyed monsters. So I mean, yeah, no, nothing no, wrong with that. No, no hate, judgment. No hate there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and like we kind of move through the years, and then Sidious gets his own lightsaber, which is cool. Mm-hmm. It, it actually mentions on there because uh, that it's um, constructed of frick alloy and erodium, and all I can think of is that Rick, you know, when Rick Ross talks about things being made of erodium, like the boss, like <laughs> saber made erodium, you know? Yeah, it, it sounds like a very nice fancy um, saber. Yeah, and yeah. yeah and his his lightsaber when we do see it is is in the movies is is like very nice looking. It's yeah. like kind kind of like got some gold plating. They um. Also talk too because like it's a big thing in here um, about oh you have to know exactly like he can't start off with that like he has to know how to recognize every single gun like you have to know like if it's a blast check a marathon a ten loss or a prax which <laughs> it just reminds me like this is what I've always assumed because I I don't really go in there but like the firing range forum is like on something awful like yeah you know. <laughs> like like yeah, um just people like name name checking guns exactly like darth Plagueis is like read the faq okay like right <laughs> if you if you can't name these five guns get the fuck out of my forum yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um there was a there's a, there's a little bit like we we kind of get into like like some sith training and then we get into some like uh some palatine getting into politics um but a little bit thrown in there like kind of not not super not super uh, deeply brought, got into, but like they kind of talk about how like Palpatine is like a super ladies man as a young man. He is a snappy little dresser, isn't he? Yeah, like, and he's like he loves his clothes, and I, you know I don't know the brands. Although I always think that um, whenever I see Kanye West fashion line, it all looks like what poor people wear in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> You know, like just those like beiges and grays. Like that's what I always think when I look at the Kanye West Spring Collection is, oh my God, this is Star Wars right here. Yeah, like this is this is what Luke Skywalker wore in episode four. (laughs) Exactly. Maybe maybe that's just how it looks to me. Yeah. I think I've I think I've kind of kind of read we we get all this like politics stuff that's like really interesting. Yeah. Um where I I I say really interesting. We're not gonna get in super into it because like it's a lot of stuff that is going to be hard to talk about, I think. I mean, um, but the one thing I really like is like how Plagueis is kind of like pushing Palpatine to like really like like get get to be really good friends with uh, the, his like uh, p- political mentor, like Vidar Kim. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and part of the reason that he's doing that is that like uh, Vidar's son is going to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. And he like kind of wants to have that that connection. So like even though Plagueis is like kind of trying to help out Palpatine, it's all for his own ends. It's it's fun seeing because um, like the obviously I was so delighted in the first hundred pages to have a, a lightsaber va- battle, but I was mm-hmm. I was surprised I did enjoy some of the political stuff as well. Like they keep using that um, virus or disease metaphor. Like it is cool to see how these Siths have inserted themselves into the highest levels of government. Um, yeah to to go ahead and like take care of their goals like um like darth bannon you know like yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but they God. um because I, I think they even like make that thing like i think i wrote it here yeah um he goes on to compare the sith to a rogue or malignant malignant cell too small to be discovered by scans or other techniques but capable of spreading silently and lethally through a system and that just sounds cool I mean, you, yeah. you, you know, like, um, it's nice to have it not just be fighting, like, um, all that poor Darth Maul knows, you know? Yeah, poor, yeah, yeah, poor Darth Maul, just poor nothing little, but, nothing poor but little, anger. Poor and... guy. <laughs> and we actually, we, we, we get to meet Darth Maul in this book a little bit. We we do, little baby Maul. We see him a little bit yeah, later. Yeah, little, little baby Darth Maul. It's, yeah. uh, we're, we're jumping forward a little bit here, but that's okay. It reminds me, um, when we meet him later, it reminds me of Rick and Morty, when um, Morty had that son from that, um, <laughs> what the, the what was it, that Gazorpian sex robot? Like, yeah, with the, with the sex robot. Like, like Darth, Darth I just, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit something on this podcast. Uh, I hadn't seen Rick and, all of Rick and Morty until recently. Yeah. Um, so I actually just watched the episode like a week ago for okay. the first time. So this is very fresh. You know all about Gazorpazorp. Yes. I do. I do know all about Gazorpazorp. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what Darth Maul reminds me of. Just a little, like, he can't help it. He's just, he's just yeah. a monster. He's just a cute little monster. That's, yeah, that's just, that's just how he, that's just his, how, how his species is. He's just a little guy. <laughs> 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 but um, they, they do have an agenda and... I, I, it starts to get, and maybe this is a little bit Nazi again, but they're talking about purging the galaxy of people that have allowed it to decay and cleansing mm-hmm. fire, and the, it's all the Jedi's fault. And um, I don't know. I guess to keep talking about politics, like it's like it's like they have like a "Make the Galaxy Great Again" helmet on or something, you know? Like, <laughs> like yeah, he just he just wears a hood that says yeah, that says "Make yeah, the Galaxy makes Great the Again." Galaxy great again. Yeah. But I mean, they they do have a clear plan but um yeah you know i actually had to go online and try to figure out why and i mean it popped right up i said why are the sith and like there were i mean it was right in in all the (laughs) list i'm like why are the why are the sith Sith? but yeah why are the sith bad why are the sith terrible why are the sith evil so i had to actually go Mm -hmm. through and do some catching up because i'm like you know they just want less government um and fewer jedis like that's not so bad and that's when i found out about um Oh yeah, you you don't want to blow up Chewbacca's home planet. I mean, they're, they're not nice guys. Or ins- yeah, no, no they, he enslaved them and he blew up Alderaan. Like, I, I yeah. guess the Sith really are um, dong lords. <laughs> they're, they're they're not great guys. No, yeah, they're they're, they're definitely not good at all. Like, yeah. I mean, they're, they're supposed to be. I mean, like like we've talked about multiple times on this podcast. Like, it is a morality test for six year olds. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I i i can't take credit i can't take credit for that uh somebody somebody on twitter said that one time and i thought it was really funny and i just kind of kept it ever since in the back pocket 
But but yeah, going through the politics on all this, like I, I made this joke earlier before we started the podcast, but it really is House of Cards Nabu. Like yeah. there is a lot of subtlety. There's a lot of um trade things and it, it even cracked me up because they were talking about building some reactors and they're like well this should be it just sounded like um like a democratic socialism type of thing like this reactor is good for all of us so we should all be paying for it <laughs> and not you know the the federation should be paying for it or the republic and not um you know individual like private contractors <laughs> like it just yeah, it right. just all feels very much like current u.s politics mm-hmm. so. um but yeah, so so like in the in the vein of House of Cards and Abu, like it is just like like political assassination after political assassination oh, for a little while. Oh yeah, and I I don't. No one seems to care. Like they're just like, oh yeah, time for a funeral. And I'm like, there's not going to be an investigation. Like, yeah, like 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 seven people like that are all connected just died. What are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But um, yeah. So I actually I, I we did skip ahead a little bit because in my notes we just got to the part where he gets um gets little baby little baby mall, mm-hmm. which again because they yeah. don't they don't spell it out um they just say you know his name is Mall and he's red and black um so again this <laughs> this is like a real gentle little fan service again yeah and I I really liked uh there's there's the part in this where like uh the night sister like gives Mall to Palpatine. And he like basically like tries to like use the force to like make her forget the meeting, mm-hmm. uh, forget that they met, and she was just like I like he fails, but she's just like I will try. <laughs> that was very funny to me. <laughs> um, so like, I, I never wanted to meet you. You're the worst. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but Palpatine with this kid, he's got to be thinking to himself, huh? The rule of two says that I probably need to kill my master, and now I've got this cool <laughs> little red and black baby. Yeah. Make him my my cool apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and and again, we we talked about this a little early, but like, how do these um Sith lords not see it coming? Like, are they constantly breaking each other like all the time? Like, oh, I'm about to murder. Oh, I got you. <laughs> like, like it seems like a good yeah. a good goof. Yeah, like let, like let's let's go back and reference the office again. It's like when Jim like was pranking Pam about when he was going to propose to her. Yes. I would and like he just like bend down and like Pam, it, can you hold on for a second? Yes, I need to tie my shoe. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure like it's probably not a good plan because if your master is more powerful than you, like it's probably not a good goof if someone could just literally just kill you right there, like snuff you yeah. out and get a new apprentice. So that's probably what stops it. But otherwise, I'd always be like, oh, I mean, it just seems like a funny goof. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know, we, we that, that's kind of like the whole point of Plagueis, right? Is that like. He kind of, I guess, more than any other Sith Lord before him, like, understands that. And so he's, he gets to a point where he just doesn't sleep. Yeah. You know, like, he, he is just, like, always has his eyes out. Like, he is he is always awake. Like, literally, like, does not sleep. Oh. And that, which is what leads to his downfall at the end of the book. Yeah. <laughs> slash beginning of the book. And um, he, he does not, he started off not that great looking. He does not get better looking throughout the book. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love how like multiple times throughout this book he just like gets injured and like disfigured in some way. It's always in the face. Like everything always happens you know. to his face. Like 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 in the Simpsons when um that Luke Perry runs through that glass thing like and runs into the acid. Like oh god, my beautiful face. Like that's what keeps <laughs> keeps happening to him. Yeah. Um. Which actually that's like kind of like the climax of this of this part of the book is that, um. 
we get this uh this assassination attempt on uh the canted circle. Yeah. Um and like many of the people in the canted circle are killed, but Plagueis is able to able to survive. Although he he does he does take a little beating in that it was a really yep. cool wheels within wheels thing because you know you you had um Palpatine looking like he was about to get got and then somebody came in and then saved the day and it turned out that you know uh, he was. Um, Darth Plagueis was super prescient, and then oh wait, no, he wasn't. He he missed the the, <laughs> the bigger. He missed the big wheel that had the smaller wheels all in it. Yeah, and then th- th- this is actually the moment where Plagueis like decides that he's never going to sleep again. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty funny because like he wasn't asleep when he was assassinated. When he was the assassination attempt was <laughs> happened. Yeah, he's like, well, I can't sleep. Yeah, that 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 is some some specious reasoning right there. Like I'm never going to get <laughs> snuck again. Well, I mean. <laughs> um, I guess we we also skipped a little bit past this because uh, we got the uh, the cool we got the cool scene where um, where P- Plagueis as Hago Damask um, meets uh, Dooku and Sifo Dyas and Qui Gon Jinn. Yes, and so they have like this this really cool like kind of like like verbal sparring uh, in this part uh, where Plagueis kind of like realizes that uh, Dooku might be uh, useful in the future. What? And he also places the seed uh, of an idea in Sifo-Dyas' head to uh, to start the clone the clone army. I, I got to tell you, I mean, because, you know, like, it's one of these things, like, when you have your job, like, there's just stuff that frustrates you at work, and there's mm-hmm. policies in your company that are stupid, but what did the Jedi do so wrong to make Dooku go off the rails? Like, it was, I mean, they obviously got him when he was young, and, I mean, yeah, he was kind of rich at first before he gave up his his title, but... I mean, like, being irritated with the Jedi doesn't seem like a reason to go dark. Like, you know, like, I, we had some new, like, rules a few years ago about printing um, and how much we could expense on our expense reports about printing. But I didn't say, like, <laughs> a life a crime for me. Time to murder everybody. You, you know? like Yeah. Um, they, they kind of get into that a little bit in a couple different uh, stories and in the movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that he... Uh, He's more or less just like he he hates like how the Jedi uh, the Jedi Order is like subservient to the government, yeah. And he has like a lot of problems with the corruption of the government. So it's like he's supposed to be like he 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 took like this principled stand to leave the Jedi Order, which would be fine if he didn't then immediately join the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you had you had one job. Yeah, it's 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 like when someone takes a principled stand against the Republican Party and then just like talks about how much they hate gay people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> okay. That, that I guess that does make sense. My favorite thing too in this scene that we were talking about, where Palpatine's going to to meet everybody and talking to everybody, they keep talking throughout mm-hmm. this about, and we mentioned this at the beginning about Palpatine's super stylish clothes. Like he's walking yeah. around in that that Landvin, the the Tom Ford, like like he, he's dressed <laughs> to the nines throughout the entire book. Yeah, absolutely. He's always got like these like lush velvet robes and stuff on. Yeah, that, I guess that is why it's probably a little bit more fun to be a Sith. Is it's fun to have a secret. Um, yeah, it's fun to do whatever you want, and you get to keep all of your family's money if you're rich. Yeah, and you get to like not only keep all your family's money, but like you don't have to wear just like these the same gross brown robes as everybody else. The 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 Kanye West fall line. Yeah, the Kanye West fall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
but um they get way into the politics um after that whole scene too they kind of double down on it it feels like and i I gotta say that actually worked for me like um i don't know i have an mba so i'm like okay yeah let's get on the weeds oh yeah that trade deal sounds good okay that's that's great (laughs) (laughs) speaking of pop culture stuff there was a moment um and i highlighted this line where um Ron Harm might have might as well have been listening to an episode of Coruscant Confessions, and all I could think is that like Melrose Place, like is that a soap opera, like a space soap opera? <laughs> listening to an episode of yeah. Coruscant Confessions, like or it's or it's like like Love Line or something. Yeah, re- re- Real Housewives of Coruscant, like. <laughs> but um, there. Uh, just just so the nerds don't jump down your throats, uh, Coruscant is a word that has been pronounced. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for saving me from myself. You're welcome. Damn, I thought I don't, saying, I don't know how many how many more times we're going to say that word. I thought saying it. I thought yeah. saying it fast might have bailed me out. I guess my whole like logic system that I've built about um, pronunciation is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Deeply disappointing. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, then we get we get this like this hilarious scene where uh, where uh, Plagueis brings Sidious to to Moonlinst. Mm-hmm. Um and to the to this like bat cave island. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's like he's he's like telling 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 Sidious so, like this is this is where they discover uh that Anakin was born, right? Mm-hmm. Um and they uh they're they're not quite sure, but they come to they come to the conclusion that it's clearly that this is this is something that like Plagueis Plagueis created Anakin through the Force. Yeah. Which um, it it is funny because that would have happened like so much earlier. Like it is like finding out that you got somebody pregnant. Um, like when the the legal form for the child support request comes through, right? Like, (laughs) like you think that Plagueis would have known that he created the most gifted child ever, but he's like, oh, oh yeah, I guess Mm -hmm. I I guess I remember her. Like, probably. Yeah. (laughs) But um. Let's see. I'm looking through right here. Who's next? Because everything starts happening so fast here. Yeah, like I, the pacing in this book is really weird. It, it is. Like it, it lingered in all of the trade things and showing you how kind of crappy the government is. Um, and then any kind of like crazy Sith stuff is just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, all of a sudden it's happening. I, I did. I did like. <laughs> I did like that moment um, in there where. Um, you know, when Plagueis finds out about uh, young Darth Maul, and mm-hmm. um, like he's trying to blow it, like Sidious is trying to blow it off, like he's like, "Oh yeah, he's just some little dude that I'm training. It's nothing like what you and I have. Totally <laughs> <Yeah>. different." Like, <laughs> no, don't worry, man. Like, it's it's still you and me. I would never let my apprentice get an apprentice that I knew about. Like, if I was no, Plagueis, right? I would put him right down because. Like, you don't want to have an heir and a spare, you know? Like, they don't right. need me anymore. So. Yeah, and it's just like, like, why, why, as, as Plagueis, like, why would you not just, like, kill him? Like, just right then. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, it does seem like, um, when you're trying to, as we talked about earlier before the podcast, like, your significant other, like, oh, yeah, no, she means nothing to me. Like. Mm-hmm. She she's just a little Sith apprentice, nothing like us. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm going through here, and we're looking at Rusen reformations. Um, gosh, there's so much going on. 
Yeah, we, we get like a whole bunch of like Palpatine like rising to power stuff. Yeah. Uh, we get like his he he he's like kind of like the second in command, right? Like yeah. at this point. There there was a little thing in there, um, and this is just a just a little three word aside thing. But they were talking about how instrumental jats music was playing in the background, and all I could think of was like adult contemporary, like soft jats, like because <laughs> it's obviously jazz. Like I was just thinking of like space music. Um, do you, do you know uh, about different kinds of music in Star Wars though? No. Is this is this a thing that you know? I'm gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and link you to. Are you about to blow uh, my mind? I'm going to link you to a Wikipedia article. Uh, I just want you to read this out loud when you when you see the title of it. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Jizz. Jizz was an upbeat, swinging genre of music. Oh, no. Also, the music form Jets was reminiscent of or in some ways similar to Jizz. <laughs> Oh, you know, somebody can use this audio. This is, I'm going to add this to my list of reasons I'll never be a first lady because now I've got recorded audio talking about jizz and jats. I, you're also never going to be a first lady because that would require Jeremy to do anything productive with his life. You know, like, um, I'm, I'm sure there's a designated survivor. Like if um one billion people die, I mean, eventually oh, that's true. somebody's yeah. got to be the king, then maybe, right? Then maybe it's Autumn Greer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did like later though, because um, there was a moment that like called back to the beginning, uh, where mm-hmm. where they are talking about gun types. Like Palpatine recognizes, oh, that's the E series one nine, the aptly named <laughs> Swift Kick. So I, I I guess Darth Plagueis was right about knowing all the guns. Like it did yeah. it did help him solve a mystery. Right. It was it was important later on <laughs> to know all the guns. <laughs> So we've gone through we've gone through the attack on the canted circle. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, we've gone through to part three mastery. Oh yeah, because then we get the uh, we we get the, the like a uh, Vidar Kim is assassinated, and Palpatine like kind of uses that to um, to kind of like get run hard to like basically like kind of report to him a little bit. Yeah. I do like going through this, um, how there's like this big thing about revealing that you're a Sith Lord to somebody like, Oh my gosh, I'm out in the open. I gave someone my Sith name. Like, Oh, who mm-hmm. knows, who knows his Sith name? Like, finally we can be who we are type of thing, um, out there like that, which I, I would totally like, if I were staging a coup, like I would totally want a cool code name, like Darth something <laughs> like, you know, you know, like it would make it feel more kind of special. Yeah, Absolutely. And when, like, they're talking about, like, all the... I, I don't know. When you when you are putting yourself in, like, these books, when you're pretending, like, I don't know, mentally connecting with the characters, like, everybody wants to be a Sith Lord. Um, mm-hmm. Or, like, I don't know. Like, I liked all that trade stuff that was going on, like, with the, the Trade Federation and everything. And I, I feel like with NBA, this would probably be the best job for me. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I probably would just end up toiling, like, for my Lord on a feudal planet or... yeah. I guess dancing at colliders for credits, you know. <laughs> but um, I'm I'm in my mid thirties now, so I don't know how many credits. I, like the bloom is off this rose. Like I don't I don't know how many credits I'd be getting at the colliders. You, you could be like you could be like Bill Haverchuk's mom uh, on Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> yeah, that would be me. <laughs> we they also have in here too one of my favorite quotes in the book um we are all two-faced beings divided by the force and fated for eternity to search out our hidden identities that just sounds like super dramatic 
Yeah, I was going to say, that's, like, so dramatic. Like, I really missed out by not having read this and, like, um, having that as, like, my senior yearbook quote, you know? Yeah, right. We're all two-faced I mean, unfor- beings divided like, by the force. way past our senior year, but yeah. what, a, what a good senior year quote, yeah. <laughs> yearbook quote that would have been. But, um, and again, when we are going through these political machinations, it, a lot of this stuff does feel like really current. Like they're talking about like, oh, well, the core world should pay for their defense. Oh, um, <laughs> like it just like it's like pulling the U.S. out of NATO or something like it just sounds yeah. it sounds like a lot like a lot of the political dialogue that's happening right now. Yeah. And I mean, it, w- it was written in 2012, so it's pretty close to, you yeah. know, like, I mean, the per- current current political climate was like it was building to that at yeah. that point. Right. I like too that like the council meetings are just a complete and total waste of time. Like it's just like a conference call. Like mm-hmm. like they end, nothing is resolved. Everybody just argued for an hour. Like and you're like, okay, the next conference call is next week. <laughs> like you know. Yeah, we'll we'll all meet up at the same time next week, and we'll have yeah. the same stupid conversation. We, we can we can yell yell some more. I feel <laughs> I feel really bad for that Valorum guy. Yeah. <sighs> He just doesn't realize he's being worked over. Right. Yeah. He's just kind of like he he's just trying to do the best he can. Yeah. And I, I yeah it's it you're right like that is pretty. <laughs> but um so we once we kind of finish that up and we start um let's see it's been twenty years and this is where we go back into talking about um how Darth Plagueis looks terrible again twenty mm-hmm. years added a slight stoop thinning white skin what remained of his craggy nose <laughs> he's he's yeah, definitely um, and he's like you know like he hasn't slept in 20 years at this point right and he's got all those machines hooked up to it it reminds me of that character mason verger from hannibal you know like when yeah, the guy's yeah. just hooked up to all the respirators and stuff missing most mm-hmm. of his face like um he's gross yeah he's 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 more machine now than man twisted and evil yeah <laughs> oh jeez. but he reminds me too of like uh like he's kind of turned into i don't know like darth howard hughes like Mm -hmm. using the force to make a like a space goose or something like he's yeah like he's he's kind of a little bit out of touch yeah he's he's and he's yeah he's extremely obsessive at this point and like he's been sitting like around like looking at historical recordings which is kind of like i don't know like kind of like sunset boulevard or something like watching your old silent films and talking about Mm -hmm. before the talkies came out like how you were a huge celebrity like (laughs) i just like now now i can't get the image in my head out of my head of uh plagueis like looking into the mirror and just going wave the future wave the future wave the future Um, and we do get a little bit into, like, there's another line in here where they're talking about the fact that the Force had not struck back, argued that their partnership was something unique and in accordance with the will of the Force. Mm-hmm. I mean, is, is the Force just laggy? Are they, are they right? Like, is it fate that uh, there's going to be a huge regime change? Or is it... Uh, why isn't the Force up on this? Why are the Jedi completely blind to this? Is it Ego that has the Jedi all blind? They're distracted um, they with actually they, they talk about it a little bit, uh, where... In this book, like I can't remember at what point they talk about it, but they they talk about how, gosh, it was uh, the Tenebris's master, like the the Twi'lek uh, Sith Lord or Sith Lady, whoever she was. I can't remember yeah. uh, what the character's name was, but like uh, like ripped a ripped a hole in the Force or something, like it, like revealed the Sith's presence to the Jedi again, which is like kind of what 
uh, led to like the Sith, the, the the Force being like kind of cloudy to the Jedi, mm-hmm. um, because they are like everything is kind of unclear to them. Yeah, and um, it does seem a little bit. I, I don't know, like uh, with Plagueis being in isolation, like some of the stuff that he's saying. Like, um, oh, no one, no Sith have ever been in the position that we're in. You know, everything's great. Mm-hmm. Everything's perfect. I'm like, don't all Sith think this? Like, is there a yeah, single every Sith? every Sith thinks that until they die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Darth Plagueis has kind of turned into a crazy cat lady, but instead of just having the cats, he's, like, experimenting on them and bringing them back to life and killing them. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, until until he can't bring them back to life anymore. Exactly, and um, um, because yeah, uh, he he was doing that with the venomous. He like would kill venomous and bring him back to life. And um, like even the, my friend one one forty, I think there was a moment where like when he first brings him back to life, like when he first resurrects him, like it overwhelmed his processors. And I do mm-hmm. I do just think of like the Venture Brothers with Helper just running around screaming like, "Oh God, <laughs> this is crazy!" My processors. Yeah. <laughs> So um, this is where we find out about the the the, the tragedy of um, of Darth Plagueis, right? Yeah, yeah, he, we're we're getting he, we're getting pretty close to the end of the book. I mean, we we kind of already found out about it, but he he can control life now, like he can create life. Hmm. Yeah. And which is which is super cool. Yeah. Um. He's pretty good at the Force. Um. It's a shame he had to sacrifice everything else about his life, but you know he had this one good dis- discovery. Yeah. I mean, this is this is kind of like where we where we learn like I think th- I think this is where we learn like for sure like or at least as close to for sure as we're gonna get that like Anakin was created by Plagueis. Yeah, there's a lot of conspiracy theories that we could probably talk about in the the because I'd I'd want to be a little bit better informed than I am right now like in our <laughs> our follow up episode. But man, there are some crazy conspiracies about um who one one forty is in the future and um I don't know. There's there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, is is this some stuff that you that you found on Tumblr? Um, it's some stuff that I found on Tumblr and Reddit. Like I, I don't know. Okay. I, I I'm all into Star Wars right now. Star Wars is cool. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny how like it seems like that <laughs> that effect. Like this this podcast has kind of had that effect on my guests a little bit. Like I mean, I think it's like one of those things that like exists there in the periphery, and you're like, oh, Star Wars, I like that, but you don't think about it every day. You know, you're just living your yeah. life, and then you start to because um, I love a good conspiracy theory. You know, like this is the opposite of us not having landed on the moon. This is us having landed on every moon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, I don't know. It's 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 just been really, really, really fun. Um, we've yeah. got. Palpatine, who's very crafty, he's um trying to convert Dooku. He's um, I, I don't know. He's doing all of his cool stuff, and he's a sharp dressed man at the same time. Yeah, and he's this is this is like where he's like really like risen to power. Like he is, uh, we're, we're like getting up to the election basically to, uh, to insert Palpatine as the Grand Chancellor of the Republic. Yeah. I There was one line that cracked me up. Um, Darth Millennial had rebelled against the teachings of his master, Darth Cognos. And, <laughs> and I'm like, of course Darth Millennial had trouble with oh, authority, right? Like, oh, Darth Millennials, <laughs> am I right? Yeah, time to write an article about it. Yep. But yeah. Even Plagueis spoke of having reached a philosophical impasse with his master, Tenebris. Like, oh, but he was no Darth Millennial. <laughs> <laughs> like Darth Millennial probably sounded like a really cool name um for a Sith Lord in 2012 or 2008 before yeah. all those like think pieces by 
people in their mid thirties complaining about twenty year olds had come out and um, <laughs> completely ruined the name. Right, just completely. I mean, not just the, not even just the name, but like just the word, like. <laughs> And then we go full fan service at the end of the book. Like, Naboo's getting a tiny child queen that might be important mm-hmm. later. I mean, Naboo is where it's at. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's that's kind of like, that, that was another, like, Plagueis kind of, like, made that happen a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, when when Palpatine was talking about um, how, like, the, like when she was running for election, she wouldn't have to do anything, that she would just have to campaign against corruption and secret deals. All I could think was, like, <laughs> she she just needs to say that she's going to drain the space swamp and, like, right. they'll just exactly. vote her right exactly. in. <laughs> We're just going um, to drain and that, and that space about, swamp. And to talk, talk about the corruption's emails a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've got the um. What what would the flag be instead of "Don't tread on me"? It'd be like um. Don't don't use the force on me with a little snake. <laughs> don't don't Jedi mind trick me. <laughs> exactly, but then they um. Oh, they they really gave me um a, a thrill when they did a, a Darth Maul point of view chapter. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah, because I mean, he's... Um, they're, 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 I actually really like. Uh, I've read a couple other books that are about Darth Maul, and they're mm-hmm. they're all pretty good. Like he's actually kind of a cool character. He just uh, he kind of reads like just a feral, angry child. Like obviously yeah. he's really talented and everything, but like he's uh, like when they were talking about how um, for the first time realizing that his master could be deceived, it made him uneasy. I, like it just <laughs> sounds like like a like um. I don't know, like he's space Nell with his own language or anything, but like, he's just like, oh, I, I don't know. I just like that it messed up his worldview. Like, yeah, I yeah. thought my master was all like, he was completely infallible. Like, he just puts me on these monster planets and um, mm-hmm. he's basically my dad. Um, um, Autumn, I have breaking news. Uh, and by breaking news, I mean, I looked up 1140 on the Wikipedia. Yes. On Wikipedia. Um. Lucino commented on Facebook that 1140 was president when Anakin Skywalker was, was fitted with his armor as he became the Sith Lord Darth Vader. What? That is very exciting to me. <laughs> wow. You know, because that, that was one of the other theories that I had heard that um, 1140 somehow turned into C-3PO. Okay, yeah, no, that's That, that's that he was That he was reskinned or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we we can't even entertain it. You're like, no, that's insane. No, well, I mean, because C3PO is like, I mean, he's already there. Like, <laughs> but let's let's yeah, sure, let's entertain it for a minute. Oh no, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the Darth Maul point of view uh, chapter was really really cool for me. Mm-hmm. That that was a highlight of the book for me. Yeah, definitely one one of the one of the cooler things that happens in the book. Yeah. And um, I, I, like I feel like the whole like the whole like the, the whole part three was just really really good like that yeah. was definitely like the highlight of the book I think yeah I liked it when um Darth Sidious was really like bagging on a little Maul too like he's like I hope you thanked him before you killed him because he taught you a lesson you got to stay focused and it just <laughs> all right thanks dad like <laughs> sorry dad yeah exactly like go sit in the corner little Maul like. You really screwed up when you were murdering all those people. You're not. You're not good. I'm very disappointed in you. Oh, um, I just I just found a sentence. Actually, a, a, an actual quote from James Luceno on this mm-hmm. 1140 thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
There's a scene at the end of Labyrinth of Evil where a couple of droids get the drop on the good guys who are closing in on Sidious's secret lair. Mm-hmm. I like to think that 1140 might have been in that room, and he was surely present when Anakin was fitted with the suit. So, this is uh, James Luceno, like, author of 1140, saying that this is what happened. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. Well, I am so. I am right there with you then. I I love one one four D. One one four D and Darth Maul, my absolute our Maul, little Maul, because I guess he hasn't gone Darth yeah. yet. Um, well, well, um, Palpatine makes him a Darth, like right? But, like, but you don't get the to title be, in this book. He he can't be Darth until um, Plagueis is dead, right? Like, <laughs> like they, I mean, there can only be two. So now he's just like um, Junior Explorer Maul or like <laughs> Cub Scout Maul. Palpatine does give him the title, though, so... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, not that Palpatine necessarily is in position to give him the title, but... Like like how you could give me an award right now? Like, I'll give you the International Award for Star Wars Podcasting, Autumn. You just earned uh, it. Correct. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> uh, everybody, everybody, round of applause for Autumn Greer. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I think is kind of interesting about Star Wars is... Because um, there was just a moment here later where, like... Um, they go to the opera. You you really mm-hmm. only see art and culture as uh, an extension of wealth. Like you don't see a lot of art. Maybe it's on Homeworlds that I'm not seeing, but you don't see a lot of art for art's sake. It's purely an expression of money. And I don't know if that's a yeah. testament to the corruption of, I don't know, like the, the universe or something. But um, I don't know. The only complimentary stuff that we see about art, fashion design, and everything is purely related to wealth. Like, it's what you have. Yeah, and also kind of like a lot of, like, a lot of times it's just like a Sith thing. Like, and maybe it's just it's a Palpatine thing. Like, mm-hmm. he is such a, like, a highfalutin man mm-hmm. that he's, like, he's like always interested in, like, these, like, like high culture things. Mm-hmm. And so, like, because, like, e- even in, like, the, the, the you know, the quote... uh the whole the whole thing. Have you heard the tragedy of Darth Darth Plagueis the Wise? That is like Anakin and and Palpatine are at the opera yeah. during that scene. You know he um he really left something out when he was telling that story, like the fact that uh, you know who killed Darth Plagueis. <laughs> I think I think we were supposed to infer that. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like how complicit one one forty is in the the murdering because like one one forty is the one that keeps refilling their the wine glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Like one one forty. I love like, that. Like Palpatine just like gets him drunk. Yeah. Like to kill him. Like what a cool way to kill someone. And I like I like that um, Plagueis can't even like he's just like oh not another glut okay it's in my hand I gotta oh, drink it yeah. like he doesn't even think to just put it down and I mean he has gotten a little weird like yeah. like like uh, my, my my dude's gotten a little flaky like I think there's <laughs> a, a couple moments where uh, Palpatine's even like has. Has he undone us with his whatnot? Like, the the dude's weird. It was probably time, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I can't believe 1140 was complicit in that murder. <laughs> like, he was he was nice um, to you, man. Like, he, he took you. Yeah. He took you from that ship he yeah. stole. Yeah, after he murdered everybody else on the ship. Exactly. Hey, but to be fair, we didn't talk about that. He, he did give them a choice. He was like, yeah, hey. Yeah, true hey, will you guys take me here? I'll give you some money. And they said no. And so he's like, well, I'll murder every single one of you and steal your ship. Gave you a choice. <laughs> and then he did it. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we get we get the, like, when when Palpatine is doing the, the murdering of Plagueis, we get this really cool quote. Um, he, like, gives this, like, whole, like, basically, like, his mastermind speech. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then he he gives us, quote, uh, you lost the game on the very first day you chose to train me to rule by your side, or better still, under your thumb. Teacher, yes, and for that I will be etern- eternally grateful. But master, never. Oh. That is such a such a cool like villain line. <laughs> oh, you know it it is pretty empowering after all of that um to catch a predator stuff. You know, like that's that's yeah. that's, that's a nice that's a nice moment. You creepy old dude. Yeah, I'm murdering you never you. had power over me at all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, um, and Darth Plagueis does have some some blind spots. Like he he knows about humans. I don't see how he didn't see this coming. <laughs> like a, a lot of the stuff with the training, like um, I'm not saying that it needs to be all positive reinforcement because, you know, we're talking about mm-hmm. some life and death stuff. We're trying to take over a universe here. It's serious business. But I mean, you don't have to be so scornful all the time. Like they even have like because there was a, I think there was a time when Maul tried to kill Sidious in this book. And then there was a time when Sidious tried to kill Plagueis during the training thing. And I mean, why are you showing him how to kill you? Just be nice and pat him on the back every now and then. Like, hey, right. <laughs> that was that was really great the way that you just like killed a thousand droids with a lightsaber. Nice work, bud. Proud of you. Right. Like that would <laughs> like, probably great, great work. Yeah, like instead of like I'm gonna get you into some patricide, matricide, and fratricide, and then um, make fun of you, which is what Darth um, Plagueis did to Sidious. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my 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 new BFF Plagueis is dead. He died. Yeah, but you you still got one one forty. I still have one one forty. That he that, apparently just joins Sidious at this point. That was the line that actually got me curious about it. Was um, Darth Sidious says um, we're going to have to find you a new home and a new body, Droid. Yeah. So one one forty is somewhere, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I guess. I guess you're right. Like, it, 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 there's a theory. Sure. I actually, <laughs> with with that line in mind that I had forgotten, like that's kind of that, that would actually be kind of cool if it was like a, if he just like basically had his brain retrofitted into C three PO's. Because there was something later, and I, again, this is in the weeds because I've only seen the movies once, and that's why I wanted to do a little mm-hmm. more research before I talked to this and exposed my ignorance. Um, like when I pronounced <laughs> when I pronounced a, a certain world wrong. Um, it. it Gosh, I, I I don't know. Like the, that's what they're saying. There's a moment where C3PO seems to recognize Palpatine. Yeah. That ties it in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nah. Eh. You're not buying it at all, huh? <laughs> I mean, I just I, I'll have to I'll have to go back and look myself. <laughs> well, you're you're being you're being very polite. That's very kind for a for a guest. You're like I, yeah, I do, I do yeah. my best. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to tell her she's ridiculous on the show. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a Sith Lord. Like, it's not like I'm just yeah, going to like I'm, just completely I'm, I'm, I'm tear her up. Yeah, drop her off on a planet. <laughs> See you later. Try to survive. Uh, but yeah, then we we, we kind of get this little uh, this little bit where uh, we get like a, a little bit of a postscript where Palpatine is talking to Dooku, um, mm-hmm. and Dooku is like he's he's like pretty frustrated with the Jedi Order, and he's like he's like I'm going to leave. He t- he tells Palpatine that he's going to leave. Um, and he says, uh, he says that he's pretty sure that the, that the, the guy that they killed on Naboo was a Sith yeah. and that he kind of thinks that he might, he, he wants to join the Sith to bring down the Republic. Is there anything like, could anything be more obvious than when, um, he's talking about this hidden Sith and then Palpatine says, um, well, something tells me this hidden Sith may find his way to you. Like the, how obvious <laughs> is that? <laughs> Right? Like, yeah, it's like, why what, what, what don't you just tell him your secret name right now? Yeah, like, I mean, gee, wink, wink. <laughs> and 
And when um, Palpatine's meeting that little Anakin, uh, like, uh, there's a line in there that, again, is so to catch a predator, which is, he was too young to be trained in the ways of the Sith in any case, but he was the perfect age to bond with a father figure who would listen to all of his troubles and coax him inerexibly over to the dark side. You creepy <laughs> pedophiles. You're all creepy pedophiles. So, I mean, it, it, it is nice. Like, it sets everything up for, like, all the... I, I don't know. It, it's nice how it dovetails so nicely with the, the movies. And Yeah, my- I really like how, like, it's, like... It kind of just, like, throws... It, you know something that it does that, like, is really interesting to me? Is it kind of makes Phantom Menace a little bit better of a movie. Yeah. Like, see, seeing the background on it and everything. I, mm-hmm. um, like, I, I, like knowing knowing what led to the Phantom Menace happening, like, is kind of, it's kind of, like, makes it a little bit cooler to watch that movie. Yeah. I still don't want to watch that movie, but I will, I guess. <laughs> I, I love the last two lines of the book because um, like, he's talking to Anakin and he's like, we will follow your career with great interest. And then the last line is, um, and assure that it culminates in the ruination of the Jedi Order, which is such a did I say that out loud kind of moment. Like, right? Like, <laughs> oh, I'll follow your career and bring darkness to the universe. Wait, shit, did I say that out loud? Is kind of what it makes me think of. Yeah, right? Like... <laughs> but yeah solid book book a plus plus suggestion you you really did me a solid on this yeah um we, we could actually we could, we could get into that a little bit and talk about how how this all came about <laughs> yeah yeah because right. i think it's kind of funny it, it we we can it was um new year's eve it was new year's prob- eve. it was probably it was not quite midnight but it was pretty but late. it was close because um I I had much like my my homie Darth Plagueis I was I was working my way 11:40 kept um filling up my champagne glass so <laughs> so I was a little bit sleepy just like a moon you know yeah <laughs> so um, and it was like we I, I was talking to Jeremy I was texting mm-hmm. with Jeremy because I was watching Star Wars because I spent all of New Year's Eve watching Star Wars <laughs> yeah. Well, I was drinking champagne by myself and just running my mouth at Jeremy. So great night for him too. <laughs> just just talking but at him we, nonstop. Uh, Jeremy and I had already recorded our episode of the podcast, and I don't mm-hmm. know if you would listen to it by that point or not. But yep. uh, you would you would told Jeremy that you would do an episode of the podcast if yep. as long as it was something we did something about midichlorians. As long I said I'd uh, my my two requests were no Luke Skywalker, no Luke, no Luke. <laughs> Because um, I, I, he's fine, and I love the mythos, but I'm just not a big Luke person. And, I, and yeah, that might be a fine. horrible thing to say. Like, I like everybody but Luke. <laughs> a- anybody but I, Luke. I, I think that's fine. Like he's <laughs> I, Nikki and I talked about this a little bit. I think it was Nikki and I talked about this a little bit, about how uh, people like to get, get on Luke because he's whiny. But, like, I mean, we were all whiny when we were 19. Let's be real. Yeah. I mean, not Darth Maul. I mean, he was just quietly, quietly murdering people. Yeah, <laughs> not everybody can be as cool as Darth Maul, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I asked for something with no Luke and as many midichlorians as possible. And then you said something that I didn't understand, which was we don't talk about midichlorians. And I'm like, I bet I'm going to figure that reference out one day. <laughs> but um, you suggested this book. I bought it on the spot. And, yeah, which um, was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, because... I love to read, and it's always so fun to talk to anybody about something that they're like really passionate about, you know. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I have to imagine you picked the best book in the whole um expanded universe for me. Does it get yeah, better I think, than this? I, I actually think I nailed this one. Like I was, I was pretty happy with how this one came out. So I was like, because I was like, I was like, you know, I I knew like that you weren't really super into Star Wars or anything. Yeah. Um, 
So I was like, well, I don't know, like, this might be a little bit too much, but no. it's kind of hilarious and insane, too, so. This has got to be, um, and maybe, I'm sure there's a lot of, like, dialogue and conversation about this online, but mm-hmm. I don't know what the best intro book for um, anybody that's new to Expanding Universe is, but I have to imagine it's this. Yeah, like, I think this is probably, you know, pretty pretty high up there, honestly, like, as long as you can get past, like, the... Politics? Yeah, like, the politics and stuff, and, like, kind of, like... It's like it's there are a lot of references in this book, yeah. yeah. Um, and like a lot of references to other expanded universe things, yeah. Well, I, d- I did not catch those, right? I, but like obviously, it didn't affect your enjoyment of the book too oh, much. Oh, not not whatsoever. I think it, it works great as a standalone. Um, I, what a great book! Yeah, I'm glad. I'm really glad you liked it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tonight maybe I'll pour some out for my homie Dar- Darth Plagueis. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, if, if you want to know more about the rule of two, you can actually read the book Darth Bane Rule of Two. Okay. Making a note. Um, <laughs> and there, there are other good good Sith uh, stories that you could probably find. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. But thank, you thank you for the pro recommendation. No, no, one, is, no one is cool as, as Darth Plagueis, I don't think. Yeah. You know, I have to say I was a little bit nervous about being on this podcast because... Um, you know, we 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 signed on when only Jeremy had been on it, and I mean, like mm-hmm. every everybody's going to be better than Jeremy's episode because he didn't love it like I did. So yeah, you know, exactly, Mister 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 Sour Grapes over there. But I mean, like <laughs> I don't know, like Richard, like his his version. You know, like when he was reading the sections of the book, like I would listen to him read menus. Like he yeah, he, he yeah. should he should save that in case like he needs an audition tape for like reading Star Wars expanded universe like books on tape. You know, <laughs> and then Nikki's such a delight. I was like, "Shoot, I didn't know that they're going to be big shoes. I thought it would just be some randos that Brian got, and I could be much the best." But <laughs> wow! But nope. Turns out, turns out that you did a good job. Yeah, you started out with all heaters, like all thriller. Uh, honestly, like I, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much, but like everybody that I have coming up is very exciting. Oh, <laughs> okay. Like, like I, I, I've, I've, I'm so happy with like the people that I have that I, that I've gotten lined up for this. Like, like, for, you know, from the very beginning, like I, 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 I think Jeremy and I talked about this, that like I picked Jeremy for ep- the first episode because I knew that he'd be down to do something stupid. Yeah. Cause he's always down to do something stupid. And yeah. so I was like, well, and I already, you know, I knew Jeremy, like we already had a good rapport. So I was like, oh, this will be easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then like like from from there, I just like kind of started reaching out to people, and people reached out to me a little bit, and being like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to be on this podcast?" And everybody, basically, everybody said yes, and it's really exciting. Well, I mean, if if all if all the books are this good, I mean, I don't maybe maybe Nikki didn't have <laughs> quite as much fun with the comic book, but um, I say uh, not all the books are this good. This is actually I I I do think this is like one of the better books. Well, thank you for giving me the best book. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, do we uh, do we want to get into a little bit of wrap up? Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah, I think I think we've uh, I think we've kind of said our piece about the book. I don't know if you have any final thoughts that you want to want to talk about. Nope, I'm just um, just sitting here and drawing my name and a heart with Darth Plagueis. Um, <laughs> Jeremy's gonna be really jealous. BFF forever. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, yeah, so uh, I, I do I do really want to thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you so I mean, much uh, for having me. I know, me. I know, you're not a you're you're a little bit of a podcast pro at this point, doing your your Dark Tower stuff. Hey, I, I, I guess I love to talk about books. Um, in the in yeah on podcasts. <laughs> but yeah, why don't uh, why don't why don't you tell the uh, the listeners where they can find you on the internet? Um, you can actually find me on Twitter at at Mrs. Greer. That's M I S S U S Greer. Um, and uh, 
I suppose you can also find me on a future episode, a uh, wrap-up episode of Darth Plagueis on the Expanded Universe yeah, podcast. Yeah, and uh, as I just mentioned, like you were, you were on multiple episodes of the Dark Tower podcast that I cannot remember the name of right now. Uh, Radio Free Midworld on the Duckfeed Radio Network. Radio Free Midworld as a Duckfeed podcast uh, mm-hmm. noted, uh, hosted by, by Cole Ross, cool guy. Absolutely. And you've been on a, you've been on multiple episodes. I've listened to some of those episodes. You you had to and vet me out. You, you had to vet me out to see if you needed to pull a good book like Darth Plagueis <laughs> away from me, right? Like, exactly. Oh, ooh, it turns out she's not cool. Um, hey, Autumn. Uh, turns out Darth Plagueis. I'm going to do that next year. <laughs> and um, I'm going to do something that I always forget to do, uh, but I'm going to do it now because I'm I'm thinking about it right now. Um, I'm going to announce the next two books so that people can actually know what they are in advance without having going to, having to go to the website. Uh, so next month, uh, we're doing The Crystal Star by Vonda McIntyre. Um, this is a uh, a pretty pretty contentious book. Like th- this will be this this is gonna be a really really fun and interesting episode to record, I think. Uh, and then after that, uh, in in June, we are doing Shatterpoint by Matthew Stover, which is a book about Mace Windu and is one of my favorite uh, expanded universe books. I am making right. notes right now. I'm like, okay, Brian said this one's his favorite too. <laughs> right, He's right got good taste. Down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Shatterpoint is is a great book. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's that's the upcoming books. I actually said them on the podcast for once. Uh, congratulations to me. <laughs> <laughs> I I on autumn. I always forget to do that. This is the first time that I've remembered in the actual episode to say what the upcoming books are. You know, like, uh, this this podcast is just, like, exponentially getting better episode by episode, huh? I'm doing my best. Yeah, like the next episode when you have your secret guest, who I can only assume is Mark Hamill, on um, oh, man, to, to talk about the book, right? <laughs> that, would, that would be so fun to have an episode with Mark Hamill. Because, <laughs> like, he's just, like, such, like, Star Wars dad. Like, I, th- I feel like if anybody would be down for it out of the cast, it would be him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, a couple couple more final things. Uh, I want to do. I do. I do want to go ahead and thank uh, DJ AG for the use of the theme song, which is a remix of John Williams's Binary Sunset. You can find him on SoundCloud.com/slash/DJAG-4. And uh, if you want to find me on social media, you can uh, find my my Twitter at uh, Wade Brian R. You can find the podcast Twitter at LukeCast. That's Luke with eight U's. And you can uh, find all the other ways that you can contact me on expandeduniverse.online. And I think with that said, there's just one final thing to say. Oh, I'm terrified. What is that? May the force be with you, Autumn. Oh, fantastic. May it also be with you, Brian. <laughs> did, I, did I do it right? Am I winning? You did it. You did it good. <laughs> <laughs> it's n- n- nothing 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 will ever be as bad as Jeremy saying and also with you <laughs> just, just like yep <laughs> that's what his thought was did I just do like a woman thing <laughs> yeah, exactly.